In July 1954 a smartly dressed man arrives at Haneda Airport in Tokyo. When questioned by the customs officers the mysterious passenger said he was from Tord. The man claimed that it was the third time he was visiting Japan from his country but officers couldn't find any country. Named Tord, the man was then given a map and asked to point out his country. He immediately pointed to the area occupied by the Principality of Andorra at the border of France and Spain. He said his country has been in existence for 1,000 years. Officers were suspicious and confiscated his documents and personal belongings. The officers put the mystery man in a nearby hotel whilst they conducted their investigation. To ensure that the mystery man didn't escape two guards were placed on the door. The hotel room in which he was staying only had one entry and exit point. The next morning the man had disappeared. by the good people at the Podbelly Network. My fellow Americans, we are fortunate to be alive. They need them to protect us from the number one killer in history. Protect us from the Central University. A study on the wise real everybody welcome to episode 288 of the r and jacob do america podcast i'm your host in the place to be looking like newly senator-elect john fetterman over here but sitting right across from me is the brown recluse mr art trail art say hello to the millions and millions hello america god bless you god bless america guys go to capemancoffee.com check out their entire inventory of coffee beans hibiscus tea cacao butter they got it all coffee pods nitro cold brews sweaters hats chanclas whatever your heart desires use promo code america to receive 15 percent off your total purchase price take a picture of yourself wearing the hat wear, drinking the chanclas wearing the chanclas drinking the coffee beating your child with a chancla <laughs> slapping your significant other at with with full blast take a picture you know what I want to see? I want to see you guys take pictures of your phones after you've dropped them. And then tag Neil deGrasse Tyson in that shit. But guys, use promo code AMERICA to receive 15% off. Uh, tell your mommy you boo with you. And with that said, if you want to get that joke about Neil deGrasse Tyson, that's very important that you guys subscribe to the Patreon. So head on over there. Subscribe to the Patreon. But speaking of sponsors, guys, make sure you head on over to SucraApparel.com where our other sponsor, Nicole Smith-Bosch, has put together an illustrious array of merchandise for your consumption pleasure. So head on over there. Buy everything that catches your eye. Uh, Christmas is on its way. Officially, as we record, there are 43 more days until Christmas. So head on over there. 
buy everything that you want, love, desire. And before you hit checkout, before you put your payment information in or your PayPal information or your Apple Pay information or anything like that for the transaction to go through, guys, I need you to make sure you enter promo code Art and Jacob, and Nicole will give you 10% off your entire purchase. But guys, Art, we're not here to talk about Nicole Smith-Bosch and the Christmas season or Neil deGrasse Tyson being a fucking rebel. Yeah. Not having a fucking phone case or to promote her Patreon. Art, what are we here to talk about today? Guys, we're here to talk about the man from Torred. Um, kind of a, a topic that's been kicked around in my mind, but I've always thought, nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, not yet. What a way to keep the people coming nah, back for more. Yeah, so we got to tease it, tease it, we got to build it up. You know, it's like Easter eggs in the background. Okay. Uh, so, hey, did you see that Anthony Rum Rummel? Johnson, Johnson died. died? Yeah. yeah, dude. Right before he came over, dude. Like, literally right now, I just got an update saying that he had died, and I'm like, what the hell? And I saw the update was from two hours ago, but... I know, when you texted me that you were here, like, I was looking through an article trying to find out why he died, but I guess he had been uh, suffering uh, with some kind of undisclosed illness for a couple... or a while now. So. You know what? One time I told this guy who was, like, a... Uh, he was, like, a boxing instructor. He did, like, MMA stuff. And I was telling him, like, it's, like, it's kind of weird, like... Um, like someday, like people's bodies just fail them, and like he was like, "No, that's how losers talk." And I'm like, "No, that's just how uh, world that's works. how reality works." Like this dude, I'm sure ate right, trained right, did everything right, lifted weights, did all mm-hmm. the things, but sometimes it's not in the plans, and it's mm-hmm. like you know, rest in peace. But yeah. anyways, uh, yeah, guys, uh, this is kind of a strange topic. Uh, it's something that's uh, if you go on the YouTubes and the interwebs, it's something that's discussed on a lot of forums and a lot of YouTube channels have talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it a little bit in like the uh, parallel universes and that sort of thing. We've it's been a topic that at least I brought it up a few times, but I've never really discussed it. It's never been a full on topic where I'm like. Let's talk about this shit for a long time. I think the John Teeter episode, that's like when you John first, Teeter, yeah. yeah, you brought this up. Go back to that one, uh, Time Traveler John Teeter. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's one of those ones like you've always mentioned, but it was like, yeah, have you ever met, have you ever heard of the, the guy from Torrid? And like, we never go past that, but today yeah. we will finally give you uh, the who, what, when, where, and why of Let's do it. the man from Torrid, but... All right, you want to tell him the yeah, story? Yeah, so let me, uh, I'll, I'll tell the story pretty briefly, but I'll Quentin Tarantino the story a little bit here. Mm-hmm. So basically the man from Torrid, it's, I guess you can call it a legend because uh, we'll go down the path here of, uh, you know, how much information we have it, how much of this is actual facts, how much of it is more of an urban legend. So right now we'll just call it a legend for now. But uh, this story takes place in July of 1954. Uh, this is in the... Uh, Hadene Airport in Tokyo, <laughs> Japan. Sure. <laughs> is uh, I, I believe that's how it's pronounced. I just put the Tokyo Airport, man. Oh, I yeah. I fuck around like, with that shit. Ha- I think it's Haneda. <clears throat> Haneda, something like that. It's just in Tokyo. Sure. <laughs> Who cares, dude? The it's Tokyo a- International Airport. Yeah. How about that? LA Tokyo. <laughs> L- LAX Tokyo. Um, but Tokyo guys, X? Yeah, Tokyo X. Uh, so basically, that's the that's where the story takes place. A lot of times when you're reading this story, people say that it was a particularly hot day. I don't know if that actually matters, but a lot of people report that it was a particularly hot day in Tokyo, Japan that day as the planes landed. Uh, but basically, we'll fast forward or rewind time back to 1954, uh, where all the passengers start you know, uh, unloading their shit from the... <laughs> 
from the uh, from the uh, little cubbies atop their on top of their uh, the overhead compartment. The overhead compartments. You know, everybody gets up as soon as the plane stops, and uh, everybody jumps out of their seat. Um, and basically, you have to go through the little checkout thing or whatever, where you make sure, like, hey, this motherfucker didn't didn't smuggle anything out of the plane. Oh, but, customs. Yeah, you go through the customs. But really, I always thought this is the thing that struck me kind of strange. Whenever you're exiting a plane, don't they just let you like get the fuck out? Like, I always feel like there's not a lot of like checking once you're leaving the plane. I mean, it depends on what country you're going in. But I know, like, when we used to have to fly to Canada. <clears throat> you enter customs in America, right? Like mm-hmm. before you go to your gate to like Air Canada or whatever. <clears throat> you enter customs and that's have what to it's g- called. It's called Air Canada. Well, airline I'm going on. Uh-huh. Um, before they they let you in, TSA has to basically like you know cavity search you and make sure you're not gonna you know smuggle in a water bomb or some shit. And then funny story about that. You know the comedian Sinbad? Yeah, dude. He was right in front of us one time when we were going to Canada. And like he was like he like he was getting searched like right they were lifting up his dick and balls and yeah. everything or whatever right but he made like that the, like the funniest thing ever like yeah it was literally like this like picking up like was he banana. making like facial expressions like, oh man you go whoa I've been like this much sexual activity since I'm second grade <laughs> <laughs> I don't know since I did that one movie where yeah. I was a genie um, but uh, yeah no it was like he was like the funny like cause nobody wants to be there but like. You could tell, like, like he's just a lifelong, like, entertainer. Yeah. He just made the whole experience, like, fun for, like, not only everybody that was waiting in line to get searched, but, like, even the TSA, like, he was making them laugh. He's like, ah, yeah, we know you're not hiding any bombs in your butt, Sinbad, but can you spread your cheeks? And he's just like, all right, man. You know, let's just, like, make a big old he thing. He started, like, talking from his butt cheeks. <laughs> like, hey, what's up, everybody? This is Sinbad. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, anyways, but you enter customs you know, before you enter the country and then before they let you out of the airport, you have to exit a customs area uh, before you leave like Toronto International Airport or Halifax or wherever you're at, you know, in Canada. So I'm not sure if it's like that every other country, but that's the only other like foreign country that I've been to. But there's two checkpoints uh, that you have to enter and exit through. Um, when you're traveling internationally through customs. Yeah, I guess it's been a it's been a minute since uh, I was thinking like Hawaii, but I was like Hawaii's the United States, um, <laughs> even though it doesn't deserve to be. But, yeah, or even though oh, we man. don't deserve Hawaii, we I don't deserve say. Hawaii, dude. Yeah, I, I it's so beautiful. I can't wait to go back. I was thinking, let's do that with our Patreon money. Oh, or Jacob dude, do Hawaii? Just, just do like a luau thing in Hawaii and we yeah. just broadcast live. Yeah, man, that'd be cool. I do want to go to London too. Like London is like looking like. But bring your own food. Yeah, I'm not there. I'm not going for the food. I come back all fucking skinny and shit. (laughs) I only had pork rinds there or whatever. (laughs) Pork rinds and water. There you go. But anyways, uh, going back to the story. So basically, we're we're in uh, Tokyo, Japan. People are leaving the planes. You guys have all been there. After a long flight, um, uh, you start unloading your luggage, and I got to go through customs. Um, As this person checked out from, uh, as they were checking out to... uh, through the customs for some reason the customs agents decided to pull him aside now keep this in mind 1954 not as strict as it is today so they just pulled him aside for some reason they actually don't explain why which i found kind of suspicious that they just pulled him aside probably because you know they still had to check his passport yeah i mean they pull him aside and they basically ask him like hey where are you coming from while they're checking his passport everything looks legit 
He does say that he is traveling for business to Tokyo, but he's traveling from Torrid. And basically they were like, I never heard of that country. Like, mm. where where's Torrid? Can you point this on the map? And he's basically like, he thinks that they're kind of giving a hard time because it's like, how the fuck have you not heard of Torrid? Like, yeah. you know, it has been around for 1,000 years. Yeah. And it's funny you say that because you say it with an accent, but like, there is no real like evidence of what how he sounded. So apparently he also spoke French, mm-hmm. that which apparently like Torrid's national language is French, but he also spoke fluent Japanese and apparently a couple of other languages. English he spoke, like he just knew a bunch of languages, which if you're kind of a denier like this story is not real, you could probably convince yourself of this might be a spy like who else would know a lot of languages and is traveling with a potentially fake passport yeah so as he lands in tokyo and they're like hey this guy's not adding up some some weird shit's going on here he knows all these languages his passport looks legit it has actual stamps on it from this airport and other airports that say that he has definitely traveled but torrid is not a real country, at least not one that we know of. Mm-hmm. So they ask him to point it out on the map. He and he's just kind of like, like, what the hell are you talking about? Why can't you find it on the map? He points it out. Um, let me see. So I believe he points it out to where modern day Andorra Andorra is, and he's like, it's between Spain and I'm skipping around my notes between between uh, France and Spain, um, and it's existed there for a millennia basically he's just like are you guys kidding me like how do you guys not know this looks at the map notices that it's not there and now he's kind of like what in the world like this doesn't make any sense um everybody's kind of pointing fingers at each other at this point they don't know if he's lying or if he's a spy if he's like you know some kind of con artist what's going on here uh and they can't get a hold of anything they try reaching the hotel that he he claims that he had booked for the night. They'd never heard of him. And so the uh, the Tokyo airport, I guess it wasn't the Tokyo like government, it was the airport themselves, put him under surveillance while they do further investigation. They put him in a hotel that, that they pay for, and they like pretty much put like armed guards in front of the door to make sure he doesn't escape. Yeah, basically, you're not arrested, but we can't release you out yeah. of custody. We don't know what's going on, basically. Yeah. So um, as they have him pretty much lock and key for the night, as they're doing more research, the next morning they go in to check on him, and he's basically gone. Yeah. And there's no no evidence of where he went. Doesn't look like he broke out. Doesn't look like his luggage was there anymore. Everything that tied him to who he was was gone. Even his passport that was being held like at the local Metropolitan Police Station, they said that even that disappeared as well, like from a totally separate des- uh, location. Yeah. So pretty strange stuff, depending on how you may feel about all this this sort of thing. But it's a story that circles the interwebs all over the place. Anytime someone talks about parallel universes oh, yeah, it comes or, up. or, you know, the multiverse. multiverse, that sort of thing, can we somehow potentially 
like accidentally go into a different universe and come out of it without even knowing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of the stories that pops up over and over and over, and it sounds very like Twilight Zone ish. Yeah, it reminds me of like Loki when uh, the TV show on Disney Plus, yeah. uh, where they were explaining like parallel universes to him, and like sometimes they smack into each other, yeah. and you can actually like you know you know go into another universe unbeknownst to you and then when it comes back you go back into your universe most of the time you're asleep or you know you're unconscious but it, it you know explains it you know like uh deja vu and things like that or weird instances like where am i kind of thing and that's what they basically say that happened here is basically you know uh he was coming over you know from torred to tokyo in his universe something happened in you know a different multiverse which you know made him you know a you know, lapse into ours and that's why he disappeared because he went back to his time frame. Mm. You know, in um, in Doctor Strange, where he talks about like dreams and like he's just like dreams allow us to look into like other realities or whatever. I think about that sometimes, and I'm like, dude, there's versions of me out there that are like doing some freaky <laughs> shit all the time, dude. Same here, <laughs> yeah, man. It's just like, damn. Me and Tulsi Gabbard have a nice I, life. <laughs> I f- I feel guilty. I'm I'm voting Republican tonight. <laughs> fucking democrat with your heart (laughs) republican with your dick (laughs) yeah dude um but anyways uh that's essentially that's the story Mm. that's pretty much the bread and butter of the story that's what you'll see on most podcasts i don't know if you listen to any podcasts about this i did not i don't know how they stretched it out to fit a uh, two-hour podcast or anything oh, like that. Oh, yeah, they did. But they I sure think, did. I think a lot of what, what I wanted to do here was more discussion, and, like, I think you also had some information here about this. Yeah, so that is kind of like the loose narrative that Art gave you. Uh, I did listen to multiple podcasts, you know, in preparation. God bless your heart, dude. And um, it was tedious, I'm not going to lie, uh, but every podcast had a different version of this story. Like, there's different, you know, there's little tweaks here that... You know, he ordered a bunch of room service. He did this, that, and other, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, there was it was impossible for him to escape from the hotel room because it was like 14 stories high. Yeah, I did see that, that it was definitely that he, he there's no way he could have escaped. Correct. And it is just, just varying degrees and differentiations of the story. Um, but that's because it's an urban legend. And... It kind of reminds me of like those creepy pastas, like when we covered, you know, Slender Man and things like that, where over time it's told as that, as like a story, but somehow, some way people think it's true, or you get people like Bryce Mitchell who <laughs> believe every conspiracy theory that's out there, and they believe, like, oh yeah, this is evidence that there is a multiverse and what everybody saw the devil at Aldo's. Correct. Night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, that story lives on forever and ever in different locations and whatnot, right? Uh, but what they do think is this actual story is rooted in truth. There is some kernel of truth in there. Uh, you go to Wikipedia or Snopes or any of those places like that, uh, they believe that it is a story that originated with a John Allen Kuchar Zegras. And now I'm probably fucking butchering the fuck out of that name. Yeah, dude, have some respect, man. I'm sorry. I don't know what fucking, how to pronounce yeah. any of that, but. Butris, Butris. Okay. Uh, also known as Berhodrick Janansifer. Okay. So yeah. I probably butchered that even worse. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, to kind of differentiate from this, Art said it started in 1954 in July. Uh, John Allen Zergras. 
uh, in October of 1959, a 36-year-old man uh, is going through the Tokyo airport with his South Korean wife, not his North Korean wife, and is arrested for three months uh, for ID fraud and trying to cash (coughs) 50,400 yen in traveler's checks at Chase Bank and 100,000 yen at the Bank of Korea in Tokyo. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he's held for three months. Uh, for basically, uh, he was trying to go through uh, the airport with a fake passport uh, with multiple stamps, like Art said, uh, from that same Tokyo uh, airport, as well as other East Asian airports in the region. Um, it was investigated by Atasuki Sasa of the Tokyo Metro Police Department Public Security Bureau uh, because of the the same situation where it was a passport from the country of Torrent. Like Ar said earlier, the country of Torrent does not exist at all. Uh, they did have him try to point it out on a map, and it w- ended up being in uh, a country called... Oh, shit. It was Andorra. Uh, Andorra, the, the yeah. Principality of Andorra. Uh, so that was true. Um, but when they interviewed Zergis, he said that he was born in the U.S., Moved to the UK through the Czech Republic as well as as Germany, uh, he served as a pilot in the Royal Air Force during World War II and was captured by the Nazis. Later on, somehow, some way, he escapes or you know is freed by the Nazis. Uh, he lived in Latin America and was a spy for the U.S. and South Korea, and was also a pilot in Thailand and Vietnam, and was assigned later on to the United Arab Republic, which is basically just Syria and uh, Egypt. You know, it was a a mega country between those two countries and came into Japan basically to recruit Japanese military uh, for the United Arab Republic on a secret mission um, for the president of that time. Now, the police uh, in Tokyo were like, hey, you know, they've, vetted all of this information with every single country and every single source that he gave, and it turned out all of that was false. Uh, And in August of 1960, he was sentenced to one year in prison and actually tried to commit suicide after the verdict was given with a piece of glass that was brought into the court, and he served his one-year sentence, and he was deported to Hong Kong, which was the country that he was coming from Mm. uh, when he got to Tokyo uh, during that day. And also his wife was deported to South Korea. Um, And later on, you know, he would be convicted and tried for uh, the passing of other bad checks. Uh, And he tried to tell people that, you know, it was, you know, he was actually, you know, a spy working for the FBI and the CIA. And that is basically the story uh, that is the man from Torred that really did happen. So you're saying you're not a believer, huh? Mm, not so much. Okay, well, what about this? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no uh, I mean, I I totally, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I think that because there's no news articles, there's no, like, no one reported about this, there's no paper clippings, there's nothing. Like, there's, obviously, in the 1950s, they weren't keeping information the way we keep information now where everything's going to documented forever stamped on the internet. Um, but there was nothing like no, where, where was this information coming from? There's no leaks, no government leaks or anything like that. Like it was, it feels like the author of this story was not basing this off of anything that was 
factual at all. Okay. So August fifteenth, nineteen sixty. Sorry, not that that's not factual at all, but no, like more kind of like just inspired by something that happened. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So August. So there's about five different sources of how this story, how the story that you told and the story I told, where those two things came from. Uh, August fifteenth, nineteen sixty. It was mentioned in an issue of the Province, which is basically a British tabloid. So think of like Weekly World News or one of those like trash magazines before oh, you. Bat Boy. Yeah, yeah. The Devil's Skull was found in North Dakota, you yeah. know, or something like that. So basically, it was like a thing like that. Uh, it was called "The Man with His Own Country," and you could actually pull this up off of Wikipedia or Snopes. And it'll show you the actual clipping of it. Uh, but it was basically an amalgamation of both the stories Art told and I told. Uh, and it came out during the time that this John Zergras was on trial. Um, they changed the story a little bit, saying that he claimed to be a naturalized Ethiopian and was an intel agent for Colonel Nasser, who's basically the second president of Egypt. Uh, he issued he had a passport that was issued from Tamarnarazet. <laughs> <laughs> I know I fucked that thing up, which is actually the capital of Torrid. Now that they think that Torrid, the way they got that name in this story, it was likely a misspelling of an actual place or actual name of a people of Torig, which is like a, like a sub-Saharan uh, African tribe of people, uh, and Tamanrazet is actually a province in the country of Algeria, which is located between, uh, what was that country? Uh, Andorra, Egypt, and Syria. So it, mm-hmm. it, it, it's based in some form of reality, but it was a misspelling of an actual name of a people. Yeah. Okay. That, I mean, <coughs> I, I, I buy it. I believe you. Mm-hmm. I, 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 uh, I think that this story is just kind of like a fun thing that's been built up on the internet over years and years and years. That's how I first heard about it was just like the first time I heard about it was it was presented as like fact like this happened. We mm-hmm. had proof like the Japanese government had all this evidence and this happened and we know for sure it's he stayed at this hotel in this room and blah, blah, blah. And then the more you look into it and, and, you know, do a topic, you know, do a podcast episode about this. It's easy for for us. If I would have just told you my version of it and we would have just ended it there and presented everything as fact. Which a, which a lot of people do, a lot of YouTubers. And exactly, a lot of YouTubers do that. Yeah, they just present everything as facts because they copy and paste a story and present, pre, pre, ah, promote it as some kind of like... Or like you said a couple of weeks ago, everybody just copies each other's homework and it becomes a game of telephone where it just like... And then people start to add to the story so it makes it more more and more bigger, more fucking grandiose, yeah. more Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and whatnot, yeah. right? I never said that, I'm just kidding. I don't. Know. I don't know if I did or not. But you did. Um, yeah, yeah. But um. But yeah. I mean, I think that that's basically what what's happening here. You see it over and over, and that's how I first heard about it. I was like, this is, this is an insane story. Like, you know. But I never actually did any research into it until you start realizing, oh, there's no, there's no hard proof that this ever happened. Like, mm-hmm. though, as it is presented, and um, that's the that's the. That's what a lot of people hang their hat on as far as when they're talking about parallel universes or and that sort of thing. Like their proof. Their proof of parallel universes. Like, what about that? The, the man from Torrid and all this stuff. I don't and know. And it's a story that's been around since the sixties and it's not like everybody had a smartphone. I think I think iPhone would have came out like in what, two thousand 
eight or nine or whatever. Mm-hmm. So from 1960 all the way up until that point, it's not like you can bust out fucking Google and fucking, you know, fact check, you know, some story. Like you're in a debate, like does the multiverse fucking exist? They tell you that first story and you're like, well, shit, there's nothing I can fucking pull up that discredits that. Um, but then also too, um, in regards to John Zergis, uh, July of 1960, it was actually mentioned, this actual story about, you know, the fake passport was actually mentioned in the British House of Commons, which is like their version of the House of Representatives. And it was cited by you know, a representative, Robert Matthew, as an argument as to why passports are not very good security checks. As, it, as we both mentioned in both of our stories, there was actual stamps, you know, from other countries as well as, you know, within Tokyo uh, that gave this phony passport you know mm-hmm. credits and that like when you listen to a lot of you know youtube uh, videos on this topic and whatnot and it was like it had real uh, stamps in the passport that therefore this passport was real and i was thinking to myself and i was like you know what the person that's like responsible for like stamping the passport like how how often are they going to sit there with like a docutector or fucking especially like in 19 and in, in your story 1954 or in my story 1959 mm-hmm. like with like fucking you know laser detectors to make sure that like this passport is like real no they just want to fucking you know you know get it's, these people it smells real <laughs> yeah get, get it out they just want to get these people in and out like mm-hmm. a robbery like get them out of their face i want my shift to end you know it's not like it's like this serious ass fucking job or whatever yeah. right they're like oh you're from a country of tour that sounds like something new i mean jesus christ there's like 275 yeah, different dude. countries you mean to tell me this worker in japan is just like fuck it man like i'm just trying to watch some hentai yeah get dude. the fuck out of here so yeah of course Try google tommy lauren here dude <laughs> some tommy lauren porn dude now i'm all into that by the way now i'm like i know what i'm gonna do <laughs> when you next get time old. next time i have like some some alone time google <laughs> google's gonna have to have some deletes on it there you go <laughs> but some deep fakes on that yeah. shit but that's what i think it was that's why they're in both stories both the the, the urban legend story and then like the factual story that's why there was stamps in it because i'm pretty sure it was like an error on that worker's part or multiple workers parts oh yeah no absolutely um what a couple of things so usually whenever we cover topics like this um, I started going down some rabbit holes as, as far as like parallel universes. I, I was I was trying to find other cases of parallel universes, mm-hmm. and a lot of this the usual suspects came out. Things that we've already talked about, the Mandela effect came up, Correct. which you know we've covered it to the ground. I think did we do two episodes of Mandela? I don't even remember, dude. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, we did. Yeah, we did. Okay, yeah. So like Mandela effect. I think we were just. We didn't have a topic, so yeah. we were just like, let's do Mandela effect again. <laughs> but, I'm sure uh, there's ones we missed. Yeah, like Mandela effect part two type of thing. Yeah. Um, but so that, you know, that that was on there. The idea of dreams giving us like uh, a window into w- other realities. window into other realities. But then I started seeing other things that had like more scientific back- backings to them. And it was the uh, the South Atlantic anomaly, which I had never heard of before, but apparently there is like, um, episode three twenty five. Yeah, you know what? It's way too scientific. I we would need like a fucking scientist to come on here and like say the big words. <laughs> <laughs> but it's basically like Earth's atmosphere, like the radiation of it, like swoops down. Like it's got like a weird thing that's like it doesn't make sense. Basically, like it should be like smooth the way the radiation should be the same all the way around. But it's in this evenly. one section, it like. There's like an ice cream scoop through it or something like that. And it doesn't make sense. Basically, the scientists 
have ideas, theories of what's going on there. But actually, if you look into it, there's not a lot of there's like not a unifying thought of what people think that's going on there. Um, so that was one that was like fairly interesting to me. About like uh, wormholes and wormholes, black holes. That's another one that that was very interesting. A lot of them have to do with space, which I mm-hmm. thought was kind of interesting. Um, but an, a one. Of, kind of lost it here and but. then hysteria 51 one of the podcasts that i listened to they were talking yeah. about like thin areas i guess like i guess that's something that they fleshed out on their podcast check them out they kind of do the same thing as us but they're from chicago and they're white yeah um <clears throat> kind of have like an annoying robot in the back yeah. anyways um i digress <laughs> um but they were talking about things like skinwalker ranch where you have like interdimensional yeah, beings yeah. and things like that people walking through portal portals aliens walking through portals beasts like the like bigfoot per, per, the 37th parallel that sort of thing 37th parallel zone of silence zone of silence zone of silence the bermuda triangle all these like thin areas which they were calling i didn't look it up but they were saying like maybe you know uh, the man from torrid maybe you know on his journey you know on that airplane he hit one of those thin areas and that's why you know, it. You know, he time traveled, and then somehow, some way, the universe corrected itself. You know, butterfly effect or whatever you want to talk about, and you know, sent him back to his universe. That's why he disappeared. And I was mm-hmm. like, I thought that was an interesting concept because, you know, if you listen to the Patreons, I'm really invested in Skinwalker Ranch, even more so than when we covered it on episode like 100, due to that show that's on History Channel and whatnot. Just because like they have so many scientists there now presently on that ranch from all different areas of science trying to figure out why the fuck they're finding all these anomalies, these fucking portals and UFOs and things like that. And there's got to be something to it. So, I mean, yeah, this case of the man from Torrid might be bullshit and just like a case of fucking, you know, telephone from like the 1960s. Yeah. But still there's other things like, you know, when we covered Skinwalker Ranch, like things like that shouldn't be flying in the air that are flying through the air. You know, beasts coming through like fucking, you know, werewolves and shit like that that are actually seen in Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you're right. I mean, I I think I, I pitched the idea to you about the uh, the Native American um, uh, paranormal investigators. And that's a really good episode of of, uh, of Unsolved Mysteries because I was like, oh, my God, like, I can't believe that's like a real thing. But. Yeah, stuff like that, like Native American reservations, like it almost seems like, you know, wherever your level of spirituality of whatever you're willing to, you know, to be okay with, like feeling a presence or whatever, seeing something abnormal. Um, there's also a place called Casadega, which I've always thought it'd be a good idea to cover Casadega because, like, all these people go there to talk to the dead because apparently it's like a place where, like, the 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 world of like the dead and the living is super thin. So like the wow. dead are e- easily communicate. So people go there and like, there's all these like psychics and mediums that go there to like talk to the dead. It's kind of a weird place, but like it's in Florida. So it is expected. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I was like, that's very, a very interesting place. Like, you know, like the idea of a, of a place like Casadega. Um, I don't know. I, I, I've, I'm a, I'm a t- when I think of like parallel universes and I think of like, you know, you know, a Skinwalker Ranch or a Casadega or something that's like the 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 portal to to another world or another dimension. It, I I find it super exciting and and like and like I want to I want to dive more into it. Like I want to mm-hmm. go like 
full on like go I want to check out Skinwalker Ranch like I want to go to a Casadega and I want to go like Sona Silence those type of places like I want to experience that a part of me is a little bit scared because it's like 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 ghost hunting never really scares me like I'm always like I ain't gonna see shit like yeah but that stuff I feel like there's like documented like physical things like people have reported like like Skinwalker strange things I just saw this thing this it was really creepy it was someone talking about Bigfoots, right? And then somebody mentioned this thing called like the Bunny Man, and they were like, they lumped it in with like a Bigfoot case because nobody knew what to make of it. And it was basically like a dude who was just standing. Uh, it was like a rainy night, and so it was like raining really bad. And he thought he had seen just like a dude dressed in a bunny suit, and like he was like he was like, oh, this dude's trying to be creepy or something like that. And then as he looked at it closer and then like kind of like moved closer to him a little bit, he noticed that it wasn't a mask. It was like, it looked like that was what it looked like. Like it had kind of like a messed up like rabbit looking face. Mm -hmm. And so he was just like, he was kind of freaked out by it. And I was like, yeah, that's the type of shit that like, (laughs) that I don't want to see. Like I don't, I ain't trying to see no fucking rabbit looking creature out there. It's funny because to bring up Skinwalker Ranch again, you know, the show, they brought in like, you know, uh, individuals that grew up like on the adjoining uh native lands uh-huh. and they said like yeah i used to shoot rabbits uh, you know on skinwalker ranch and one day it just started to rain all out of the blue just like a flash flood kind of rain and so we went into one of the houses which is one of the quote-unquote haunted houses that are on there i think it was like homestead too mm-hmm. uh, we ran into there you know to get you know shelter from the rain and all of a sudden, like, we see, like, this, like, wild beast. Like, and he goes, I don't want, he kind of was just, like, trying to say it, like, I don't want to sound extra, but it kind of reminded me of a werewolf. But it wasn't, like, the Hollywood werewolf that, you know, you're, you know, you think of when I say that. But it was just a beast that I knew that was not native to this land. Yeah. <clears throat> or maybe even this planet. And as he was telling the story, right, he starts to shake and he starts to pass out. Because they're standing right in front of like that homestead that he mm-hmm. was talking about, and I know a lot of people were like, "Oh yeah, it's, it's reality TV, like uh, da, 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 whatever," right? But I don't even think like Robert De Niro in his prime, or Al Pacino, or fucking Marlon Brando could have like given you like that type of performance. Like these were like real emotions that this guy was feeling at this time, and like there's a lot of scientists that go on there and they start to have like these same kind of weird feelings and start to pass out and whatnot. And I'm like, either they're getting like really good actors that are not going to do anything for the rest of their career kind of thing. Yeah. And this is all just an elaborate fucking Blair Witch project kind of thing. Or is there, there's something really there. And like, I have to like go with the former until like you show me their fucking IMBD. <laughs> I have to believe yeah. that because there's, there's certain things like you just can't fake in like that one area has recorded history of that happening over and over again. Sorry, I got, I got. There's something there. Yeah, I think that there is something there, especially in that like four corners part of the United States, mm-hmm. where it's you know like the deserty part of Utah, Arizona, like you know pretty much where Skinwalker Ranch is located. Yeah, but um, you know every time I hear like Native American stories from there, like Skinwalkers or whatever, it almost seems like they all kind of get lumped together. But some of them are just like. They don't sound like, oh man, I saw you know a killer clown or something. You know, <laughs> they, they're never stuff like that. Like uh, another one that I heard from from like that region was like that they saw this thing called the knot deer, and basically what they were saying it was like this like abnormally large 
deer, but it didn't. It looked like a deer, but it wasn't a deer. Like it just had like limbs of like a deer and like body parts of a deer, and it looked like it was moving, but it wasn't. It wasn't a deer, and so like nobody can describe really what it was. It was just kind of like this kind of like shape shifting thing. Like it, it almost seemed like it was like something that was trying to emulate what a deer would look like, but mm-hmm. not getting it right. And it was just like moving along. Like an AI deer. Kind yeah. Of it's just kind of like this weird deerish kind of creature. And I was like, that's see, like that's the type of thing that like kind of freaks me out a little bit. Cause it's like, like anytime someone tells a story and it's like, Oh, it was a fucking ghost nun, dude. Like it's like, okay, that's too good to be like a, yeah. you know, like it's like, all right, whatever. But, like, this thing that would be, like, really hard to duplicate kind of thing where it's, like, oh, it was, like, a deer, but I can't describe it. But it was, like, not a deer. It was, like, kind of weird. It was too big and, like, mm-hmm. too, like, abnormally. Like, it did what, a bad job it, trying to disguise itself. Yeah, and it was, like, right? yeah, and it was, like, that is, like, fucking freaky, dude. Like, mm-hmm. there is something beautiful and magical about that region of the United States. But at the same time, like, there is also something, like, mysterious that kind of keeps us like closer to the big cities that are just Mm -hmm. like there's a reason why those places aren't populated yeah yeah yeah. populated uh but to go back to the man from torrid yeah um, sorry (laughs) no that's all good uh in 1964 uh it was actually the story that was originally uh, printed in the province was actually mentioned in books by jacques uh, bergen and it was actually Torrid uh, was described as a country that spanned across all of Eastern Africa, and, and instead of it being in a hosp or instead of being in a hotel room, uh, the man from Torrid was put into a psychiatric hospital from which he disappeared from. Uh, but then we didn't hear again about this story again until it appeared in a book called Directory Directory of Possibilities, and it basically retold you know a story that Art told with you know some you know, adjustments to it and whatnot. Uh, so it lived in that book and kind of grew from there. It wasn't until the internet was invented and you hinted at it, you know, with like YouTube and whatnot. Uh, but just like anything great that happens on the internet, it, Ooh, Oh shit. That I just was loud. went deaf, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Edit that out of the podcast. Uh, but anyways, no, uh, dude, leave it in there. Dude. <laughs> anything great that happens on the internet, it originates on, you know, Japanese websites. So tons of Japanese websites, you know, during the beginnings of the Internet uh, that dedicated themselves to urban legends and the occult started to retell this story. And then a user, uh, Tarachi, started to post this, post old newspaper clips, basically the things that came, you know, from the province, as well as, you know, highly edited newspaper articles in regards to the John Zergis trial. And kind of like formatted it to where it gave it credence that this was a true story. And from there, it became like an even bigger game of telephone when it gets translated to English and you get it on websites like YouTube and 4chan and 8chan and whatnot that kind of like builds this into a multiverse time traveler deal. Mm. You know, there was a lot of little things that were happening around this time. Nine. 1959 was also the year that the Twilight Zone debuted. Like, I think that just the the American culture was ripe for weird stuff. And, like, we talked about during the Project Blue Book last week, you know, there was more of a fascination with, like, strange, unidentified flying objects, 
strange parallel universes, time travel, like that sort of thing. Like people just seem a little more like open to like the. I don't want to say paranormal, but yeah. just like science, sci-fi kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I always think it depends on like what's happening in in the real world. Is if the real world is like extra fucked up, like people are gonna want to bury their head in the sand type of thing and look into like I want to look into what's more paranormal. I want to look into like you know like all of a sudden like you know when things are like music's kind of the opposite. Like I always think like you can always tell when like things are really bad outside, like wars are happening. Cause all of a sudden like pop music is really popular. Like Britney, I want the next Britney Spears. <laughs> Give me like Lady Gaga or whatever. Like I want some like dance pop music type of shit, you know? And that's kind of how it is with like these, like, like, people want like give me some like sci-fi type of thing like we wanted that the 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 american public was like right for that we were about to go into like the cold war things were things were kind of like you know the hippie revolution was kind of you know about to embark in that weird thing like civil rights civil rights like it was just too much going on counterculture yeah all the fucking residue from like you know finding out what the nazis and the soviets did like during world war ii's you know so it's like a whole new world that we yeah. were experiencing. I feel like we're we're there again right now. Like that's mm-hmm. why like podcasts are all about everyone's covering true crime and like weird stuff. YouTube is all about like parallel universes and like here's my ice, iceberg list of like top ten conspiracies or whatever. You know, like and this is a part of like those icebergs. Yeah, yeah, and like and I'm not saying like we're too good for that because we like totally like are a part of that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, give me a spoon because I'm gonna start eating up all this shit right now dude because but it, i mean it's fun though it's it fun, is to, fun yeah it's fun to think that like oh that's a that's possible or whatever right like oh, when yeah, you're absolutely. growing up when you're growing up and fucking you know as a fucking kid in east bakersfield where it's like boring as shit like the only joy that you have is playing with the hose when it's 105 out the outside and whatnot like to think that like oh there's a possibility that like there's people in other universes that can lapse into ours that's fun to think you know oh, like absolutely. that's why conspiracies are fucking fun as shit because it gives us like that reprieve from our everyday mundane life, like where we can predict what's going to happen. Yeah. I just think, you know, back then when these, when this, the, the man from Torred story was like all the rage or whatever, it seems very Twilight Zone-ish and, or like something that would be in in, in a show like that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that the host from the Twilight show had a show prior to the Twilight show. It was basically the Twilight Zone, Twilight Zone but with a different name. I can't remember okay. what that was called. But um, Breaking Dawn, yeah, something like that. <laughs> something like that. I can't remember what it was called, but and I think he had a show after the Twilight Zone, but they couldn't like legally call it the Twilight Zone anymore. Okay. But um, anyways, long story short, I think that that era, right, like that civil rights era, you know, like JFK just got murdered, uh, MLK just got murdered, like you know, there's so much like civil unrest, like people were being racist, like that's where we're at right now. Yeah, and I think that you know, covering this topic again, like I think the popularity in like parallel universes and like, you know, murder mysteries and everything pretty much podcast cover is we're, we're right again because the public pretty much just wants to tune that shit out right now. It's yeah. like, I don't want to talk about like George Floyd. right now, <laughs> And some, some people do like there's podcasts that are all about that, you know, but, and we give people that too. Maybe we, they don't want that, but you know, we sprinkle it in there every once in a while. But mm-hmm. I think that that's, that's the that's the reality we live in like you know that's that's the parallel universe the fact that we like want to like deviate from from the current reality that we're in technically you're right yeah because you're creating a whole other different universe in within itself kind of thing yeah Yeah. 
But I still think it's possible, dude. Wormholes, fucking insane. I don't understand, like, the the idea of a black hole consuming things, like, absorbing light. Like, Mm -hmm. there's just so much science behind that that I don't understand. I mean, we still don't know what's at the end of a black hole. You know, like, that's like the, and then you got, like, the whole Einstein theories that are out there, which is, like, still unproven, you know? Yeah, like, I guess, like, the the gravity or whatever that can bend light, like, it's just, like, a weird thing to me. Like, you know, I'm not ashamed to to say that I don't understand it. I'm not going to be like that one UFC fighter that's just like... Bryce Mitchell. He's like, (laughs) nobody knows how gravity works. I understand that, or, like, gravity's not real. I One thing I do think is fascinating is, like, the uh, what we know about gravity is actually like super limited and like that I will give you know flat earthers or whatever that like our understanding of gravity is super limited mm. and and but they ride that that way like way too hard because yeah. it's like yeah we know very little about it but we understand it enough to know that it's there type of thing well it's like wind you know like I don't I mean I'm not a scientist or a fucking meteorologist or yeah. whatever right I'm not like, Miles Muzio dude yeah <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, wind exists, and you know, even though you can't see it, I mean, you can feel it. You know, it's there. I mean, yeah. when it's really windy, I gotta fucking clean my pool, fucking for fucking co- next fucking few hours or whatever. But I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I I do think when people don't understand stuff, though, they they tend to do things like this. They like make a story more fantastical than it actually is. And then just to quote you again at the beginning of this episode, it's like this all occurred in a time period where like it wasn't time stamped like on the internet forever. Oh yeah, it, yeah. So you get this elaborate story uh, that like, just like the game of telephone where like the story starts off as one thing where it was very much just a dude trying to pass himself off as like, you know, a CIA agent, you know, trying to cash in bad checks with a fake ass passport with a country that he misspelled, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you know, it turns into like, oh no, he was a time traveler. He was from a multiverse of madness. Did you ever watch that movie Catch Me If You Can with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Where, yeah, he's basically just like a scam artist, and he's just traveling, like pretending to be a pilot and all this stuff. Like, I, again, that stuff was happening around this time period, and I feel like that stuff was probably like way more common back then. Where like, you you could have like some like fake ass looking passport and be like mm, good enough like whatever mm-hmm. like who's gonna say otherwise you're gonna have to take like four months to like send a letter to like langley virginia <laughs> to find out what's going on there and wait for a response kind of thing like yeah like it just ridiculous like back then you can get away with like weird stuff like that it doesn't even have to be anything like as sophisticated as that like i mean you hear stories all the time of like people like older folks like i used to buy beer when i was 13 with my fake id it's yeah. just like Technology wasn't like all that great back in like the fifties. Oh no, absolutely! Like yeah. now everything's like blue light and like all this like holographic shit where like your thumbprint like tracks you back to like whatever. I mean, when we last traveled, fucking like they they even have like some like where you can skip like the TSA line. Yeah, if you and sign up for like recognition. Yeah, like they look like in your retina and whatnot. Yeah. And I'm like, God damn! Like we are like in fucking what's that fucking movie they put on like um, Gattaca. Like oh, in yeah, school, yeah, like yeah, when dude. they don't want to do any like schoolwork. <laughs> like, I, I thought you were gonna say total recall. <laughs> <laughs> well, that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm still waiting for like a three titty like yeah, yeah lady, dude. three titty Tommy Lauren or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of the fucking uh, hashtag. That three titty Tommy Lauren. <laughs> That'll get me to vote Republican. Huh? Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, no, I mean, I we we are kind of in that weird world. Have you ever you haven't seen Blade Runner yet? Have you? No, I haven't. Dude, next time that you guys have like a 
like a rainy night. Wait till it's like a rainy night, dude. It's Saturday night. It's rainy. You're just like, we just got to stay in and like order fucking Chinese food or whatever. Just watch it. Watch the first one, the original one. It's not. <laughs> Ross is probably like, dude, that shit's boring. But I, <laughs> I love it. Like it's, it's a slow burn movie. But it's just like so fucking good. Like it's, mm-hmm. it feels like a old school like film noir type of movie, but with like a futuristic vibe. And I think it tells a, it shows a lot of like, you know, what people in the eighties or whenever the movie was, they came out with it, what people thought the future was going to be like, and how it was like very doom and gloom. And it's sad how like accurate it is, where it's like, man, like we we continuously go down this path of being worse and worse with interacting with other humans type of thing. But anyways, that's an, another story for another day. But um, yeah, dude, parallel universes are, are weird. Man from Torrid, facts for sure. I believe in them, but I don't think this is uh, one on the a tally you can give uh, to the parallel universe uh, believers on this one. This isn't this isn't a site you can source. A yeah, source you can cite. <laughs> the fucking, my dyslexia popped up. You know, uh, one other, I, I and I don't want to introduce something super like late in the podcast, but one thing that I can't this is the the, the Boynish manuscript. Um, have you ever heard of that? About? So it's basically like this book that they found, and it's written in a language that nobody understands, and it's they could tell it's a language because like language analysts have like broken it down and been like, okay, like this adds up, like this is how a language should be. You know, like there's like double L's and that sort of thing, like in the order that they should be, but they've never been able to translate it to anything. And it looks like it has to do with like plants. Some of the plants are plants that you find on Earth. Some of them are things that no scientist has ever seen. Some of it looks like it's like medieval, like witchcraft type of thing. Like someone would just being like a, you know, fancy boy, like trying to come up with like crazy things. And it could just be like a big old art project. But this is in an era where like the book was created in an era where like books are difficult to make. So it was like, this is not, if this is an art project, this is a really complicated art project. And so like no one's ever been able to like find out what, what, what the origins of this book is, what the language is or whatever. So some people think that that is like a book that somehow traveled to this world from like a parallel universe. And like, it's, it's a pretty interesting thing. We should, we should cover that. We should invite Daybone since that dude is a scholar and a gentleman. Yeah, he is. All of the above. I'm sure he knows about books. There is one story, too, that kept coming up like when I was listening to other podcasts. I don't know if it was like an alternate telling of the man from Torrid or whatnot, but there was like a situation like where there was this guy. He was speaking a language, and it wasn't like him just making shit up like he was speaking in tongues like a fucking televangelist or whatever, right? It was like actually like a like language. Jonathan Davis. Yeah. <laughs> Scatting and shit. Yeah. No, it was like an actual language and the people like at customs or whatever that were trying to like talk to him were just like, hey, we don't understand what the fuck you're trying to say. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like Portuguese. So let's bring in some Portuguese like interpreters. And the Portuguese interpreters were like, you know what? It's an actual language, but sure shit, not fucking Portuguese. Like we don't know what language this is. And I guess, like, um, you mentioned Catch Me If You Can. What's that a Terminal, that movie, uh, Tom Hanks? Uh, uh, I know where he, like, lives in an airport. I've yeah. never seen it, but I, I know what you're talking about. I guess that happens a lot, like, where people get stuck in airports for, like, months, weeks. And I guess that guy was there for years or whatever. That should be a topic. Uh, flesh that one out. But I guess this guy, like, he had to stay in the airport 
for months and this is not the Tom Cruise or Tom Hanks uh, movie, whatever, but like the story. Tom Hanks is in both of those movies. Yeah, he is. <laughs> God bless him. Um, but the guy like had to stay in the airport so they could find somebody that can translate his language. Uh, he didn't have any documentation. And no, to this day, like they couldn't figure out what language he was speaking. Linguists did break it down. They're like, yeah, it was a fucking real language that he was speaking, but we don't know which it was. And I think that later on, they just had to like release him because it was like a mumble rapper. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was the fourth Migo member. Panda. Panda. He was speaking fucking high Valerian or some shit. But no, um, yeah, like to me, like that tripped me out um, that 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 may or may not have existed again it might have been another game of fucking telephone yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. some story that got passed down or whatever though you know it was incorrect wherever he actually spoke fucking you know proper spanish or some yeah. shit well but, didn't we we i think we covered it with keith about those like two kids that they found the green children of like wool pit yeah. yeah and like people were like where did you come from and like we came from a land where like everything is green and we only ate vegetables and that sort of thing and like eventually the green wore off on their skin but mm-hmm. You know, that's one that people cite a lot of times when they talk about parallel universes, like people like seeping into this this world. I know that there's another one, definitely not worth a topic, but there's one where like I guess there's a woman who like wakes up in, in her room and everything looks correct, but everything's different. Like all the like the bed lining is different, like different colors, everything's different. And then she finds out that she works at the same place, but she has a different role in the company. Yeah. And, like, she's still together with her ex-boyfriend in, in this new world. And I like, did hear that one, yeah. And, like, apparently apparently that lady still, like, never really recovered. People say that it had to do with, like, depression. Like, she was just going through a bout of depression and anxiety, and then she just had a mental breakdown, and that's what happened there. Which, which is, is possible. possible, yeah, because, I mean, well, there's that story of that lady that fucking got into a car accident and she stopped speaking English and she started speaking like perfect Mandarin and shit. Damn. Like that, that's weird. That fucking exists. Like that's a real thing that happened. You know what? There's not that this is a parallel universe thing, but there's a, a case of like twins. Like it's called like twin. Um, like, like let's say we're twins. Right. And, um, I have like a mental breakdown or whatever. Like the other twin will have like a mental breakdown. That's also a Cheech and Chong movie too. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> I, there's like a real scientific word for Corsican that. Corsican twins, I want to say, or something. Yeah, and like I have no idea like what the scientific word is, but there was like footage of of something like that happening to one, uh, and like this like one twin was like gonna jump off a bridge and like they had to like restrain her, but like then scientists were like, oh, that's a thing called like. I don't know. I'll Google it later. But it's like so many interesting like little things where like we're kind of all connected through like this mind hive type of weird thing sometimes like that. But anyways, that's that's parallel universes for you. The man from Torrid. The man from Torrid. Yeah, I think we did better than 90% of the other podcasts. Well, I think a lot of podcasts just copy and paste like what they're – Yeah. And it's like that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to – there's the story itself is only like a 15 minute long story. If that five minutes, yeah, man. yeah. So it's like there you go. That's the man from Torrid. You heard it in like the first like 15 minutes of this episode. <laughs> but a lot of it is like, how do you feel about this? Like, a, clearly it's not like as factual as people present it to be. Correct. But how I feel about it is like we definitely have an interest in it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely like the way that man has an interest towards the sky, you know, to build rockets, to fly planes, to do whatever, to explore the un the un the unexplored. 
I almost think that we have something innate in us that forces us to want to explore the idea of a parallel universe. Don't know why we have that in us, but it seems like everyone on Earth, well, not everyone on Earth, but a lot, a large portion of you know humanity wants to explore that itching mystery of what if there is a parallel universe or multiple parallel or infinite amount of parallel universes, the multiverse. Mm. But I don't know. That's just how I feel about it. Yeah, we're going to have to get the, what was it, the um, Tilda Swindon, what was her title, like in Doctor Strange? The Sorcerer, not the Sorcerer Supreme. She had some other fucking. Who? In Doctor Strange. You know the bald white lady? The, the. I thought she was a Sorcerer Supreme and then she died. Oh, and then it went to Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we'll just say that. We Maybe we need to get yeah. the Sorcerer Supreme on to yeah. explain this shit. But um, we should get, get Dave Moten back on this shit, though. I, and that, dub him the Sorcerer Supreme? Yeah, dude. That'd be sick. Yeah. The, the, the Voynich Moist manuscript, if we ever do that one. That'd be a good one to have him on, cause he's like, "Sorry guys, like we already covered it with Sofa King." They probably just... have covered it. I think they have, they have, but Sofa King's covered everything. Dude. They're the Simpsons. Yeah, they are so. the Simpsons. Uh, Dave Moten, the Sorcerer yeah. Supreme. But I do think though too, like another thing to add to this podcast before we like we sign off or whatever. I do think like that is the danger of like the internet, where like you said, everyone copies and pastes their own homework and whatnot. And like a story like this, like the game of telephone is allowed to like continue it where. Uh, a cute little story becomes fact or quote unquote fact. And like, this is how you get like conspiracies where fucking, you know, uh, comet ping pong, you know, they're hiding children underneath oh, the yeah, basement yeah, yeah. when there's no basement under there and whatnot. And I do think like that is like the danger of the internet where it's like everything is presented as fact or confirmation bias and whatnot. When it's yeah. just like, dude, no, like there's, there's different levels to researching this shit. Yeah. You, you know, it's funny. Like, I always try to keep one foot into like the like conspiracy world and like some of it is because it interests me and some of it's because like I just want more topic ideas. Like I want the weird topic ideas. Like give me that shit. Um, so like <laughs> one of the things that I, I don't know if you've heard about this, but like on the internet, there's a big theory that, that, uh, what Astro world, you remember the, what's that oh, one the rapper that had that festival astroworld and yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. people got trampled and stuff Travis Scott Travis Scott yeah so um people are saying that astroworld was just like a an illuminati ritual to like kill people and like people claim that they started seeing like portals opening up on top of <laughs> anyway hey i'm just saying okay. dude shit shit's crazy out there um uh, but yeah it's just like if you look into it it's like two girls said that and it's like and like it gets cited as like you would think fucking CNN said it type of thing, or whatever like your media organization you Jake, follow. Jake Tapper said it. Therefore, yeah, it's, it's true. like fucking, uh, fucking Anderson Cooper. Yeah, it's like Anderson Cooper, and then he cited fucking like like CC over here. She said it on her Twittergram and shit. Like <laughs> on her TikTok. That, yeah, that's her where TikTok. they all come at. Fucking Eddie Eddie saw it too, dude. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like, Kanye, too, like, I know we've been trying to, like, end this podcast yeah. for a little bit, but even Kanye, like, the other day, like, he was, like, got stopped or whatever, and, like, he started just blabbering out, out of the, out of his ass or whatever. I don't know what the fuck he was trying to say, but he was trying to say that, like, you know, the reason why, like, you know, Dr. Dre's son died and, you know, uh, Bill Cosby's son oh, died. Oh, yeah, yeah, my girlfriend said that he said something like Michael Jordan's dad was killed by the Illuminati or all these people like their loved ones were killed by the Illuminati to keep them to shut up or whatever. But he goes, I can't be fucking shut up because like nobody's died in my life. And I think like somebody pointed out like, well, didn't your mom die? Like 
So like your little theory about like the Illuminati fucking taking sacrifices to make you do do their bidding, like you yeah. can be considered a part of this kind of thing. So it's like he's just mentally unhinged. Oh, definitely. But <laughs> I, but I think there's a lot of that on the internet. Mentally unhinged people spreading shit like that. Yeah, that people I follow. mean, part of it's like mentally unhinged people, and then the other thing is just like misinformation and boredom and boredom and just like you know like the sewing circle that is the internet, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I know it's a pretty archaic, like, sexist term, but, like, that's basically what the internet's become is, like, this giant sewing circle of, like, misinformation and just, like, uneducated people. Like, we were a pretty uneducated country. I'm not saying I'm, I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson or anything, but, like, no, there's I'm no dumb too, but, like, but like I know the difference, like, <laughs> between, like, this is, bull- like, Astro World <laughs> with portals on top of it and, like, things that, like a conspiracy theory that I think that needs more delving into is like that whole like Kevin Spacey thing. Like, I don't know how much that is like, Ooh, fun topic. We got to cover that sometime, but Let's like, do it. but like, yeah, that's, that's one that tickles my fancy. Cause it's like, Ooh, there's some, we got, we got something going on here, but. Oh yeah. One thing too. And I promise we'll end no, the no, 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 after no, this no. is I remember, <laughs> I, I know I get like messages about this all the time. I remember before like the whole, like, pizza gay QAnon thing like in the early stages of this like podcast i was talking about this documentary i watched called open secret where it was talking about like there was a lot of hollywood like kid agents like agents for kids uh that would you know use them sexually or abuse them sexually like mm-hmm. even i think his name brian singer like one of the producers for like the original x-men movies like he like like he would have like sex parties with like children or like 13 year olds and uh-huh. whatnot right children yeah and you know, later on, fast forward, like I'm all about like, yeah, pizza, pizza gates, bullshit or whatever. And people that have been listening to the podcast for a while will always like fucking use that against me. Like, well, what were, you were saying this back in the day, have you been compromised? And I'm like, no, I actually looked into stuff. And yeah, like there is shit like, damn, people listen to our, like, I, yeah, I guess so. Dude. We get a <laughs> couple thousand listens every week. So yeah, there's um, people that stick Draco's with. been compromised guys has, man, I wonder if I've ever like, I'm sure I contradict myself all the time, dude. But it's like not even a contradiction. It's just like the, all of these things can be true, and then all like it doesn't have to be just because this, that, mm-hmm. or another. Like, yeah, there is instances of you know the guy from Nickelodeon who has like weird feet fetish. And That's whatnot. a weird one too. That's an interesting topic too. Like that can exist, but that doesn't mean every single buddy and everybody in Hollywood is a fucking pedophile and like you know commits you know murder against children for their adrenochrome. Because this happened or whatnot, right? Like it, like to me, like that's where like the internet gets convoluted, where it can't be isolated incidents. It has to be like all oh, all all Democrats fucking drink the adrenochrome or whatever, right? Yeah. And and I think that's another danger of the internet too, where it's like little stories blow up into like bigger misinformation stories. Mm, I agree. Anyways, tell your mom when you boo too. Tell your mom when you boo too. Shout out to Jackman. Shout out to Warren. Shout out three titty. Tommy Lauren is it? <laughs> is it Tommy Lauren or Tommy Lauren? Or Tommy, Tommy Lauren. Yeah, like Tommy the Green Ranger, yeah, but T O M I. Yeah. Shout out, yo, Red Wave coming your wave. <laughs> you got three titties. I'm bone for you. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. All right. So with that said, it's time to end this podcast. My voice. I don't know what it is. It's last like three weeks in a row. <laughs> I've been losing my voice and whatnot. But. Yeah. Same here, dude. Uh, anyways, uh, shout out to Elizabeth Jackman, Elizabeth Warren. 
if you want to get us up on all the social medias, maybe you have your time traveler fucking multiverse fucking story, hit us up on all the social medias at Art and Jacob Do America, except for Twitter, we are at Art and Jacob Do A1, because goddamn son, that's just sometimes that's just how a steak is done. Uh, unless you live in a multiverse where A1 has a different sauce and it's better or whatever. Anyways, I digress. If you want to help this podcast and you want to hear more episodes, better episodes, guys, head on over to patreon.com slash America, where every single week Art and myself put together a bonus episode for your listening pleasure. Uh, so head on over there. Nine times out of ten, those episodes are better than the actual episode you're getting for free here today. So head on over there. Donate $1, donate $5, donate $6, whatever you want to do. Um, you'll get some of the inside jokes like three titty Tommy Warren, <laughs> where I think this week we spend half of the episode talking about Wakanda forever, our thoughts about that, as well as hot politicians like Lauren Boebert and Tulsi Gabbard and three titty Tommy Warren. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, going over there, support us, do all the things. If you want to support us in any other way, guys, I highly recommend heading on over to the official website at rnjacobdoamerican.com. Goddamn, I'm losing my voice. Click on the merch links, uh, buy yourself a t-shirt. And it's not so much to help us monetarily as we probably see five, 10 cents out of every t-shirt purchase, uh, but it does help promote the podcast when you're out there in the multiverse doing whatever you're doing, Googling Tommy Lauren porn <laughs> or doing whatever you... What was that one serial killer that you thought was hot or whatever? Oh, Jody Arias. Jody Arias. I got to memorize that one. <laughs> Put that in the spank later. bank. Yeah, that. yeah. I think she does have some. I think she does have like, an OnlyFans. Like, oh, she does. I think so. If you I'm know not what? mistaken, I've been very anti OnlyFans, but that might be the one that takes me over the edge. And yeah, so never mind. Don't go to our Patreon. Just go to fucking Jody Aris's fucking OnlyFans and screenshot that shit and send it to Art and myself. <laughs> so go yeah. on over there, do the Lord's work, if you will. But be a walking billboard, buy one of our T-shirts or sweatshirts or whatever you want over there. Uh, hey guys, if you want to hear other great podcasts, we, I know we mentioned it earlier with the Self King podcast, but guys, head on over to podbelly.com where we are official members of the Podbelly Network. Check out the great, powerful Sofa King as well as Hillbilly Horror Stories and Robots for Eyes. But with that said, Art, my voice is dissipating and I got to go eat something because my blood sugar is super duper low. But with that said, guys, I love you. Goodbye. Goodness. God bless America.